When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat-treating ovens available. Find your next oven at evenheat-kiln.com. To the chopper! Welcome to Knife Talk. This is, an, this is a podcast for knife makers, knife enthusiasts, DIYers, makers. You're in your shop, you need some pop, and we're here to take your pain away. My name's Jeff Fader from Fader Knives. Fortunately for me, I'm here with Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives and Mareko Momasi of Momasi Fire Arts. This is not your average episode of Knife Talk. This not is your average all- podcast. <laughs> What did you say? Not your average podcast. That's a strap line for us. All right. Well, this is not your average podcast of Knife Talk. This is the end of the year, second annual all beef review. Nice. Nice. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we got all your criticisms and beefs and we're going to read them all off. (laughs) Guys, guys, how are you? Very good. It's been a really nice holiday, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. It's been really nice for me. So we've just relaxed and we've been eating our way through the week and it's been great. I think that's perfect. I think that's the way to do it, really. I don't know. I, I feel like as I get older, I become more of, a, more of a Scrooge, especially around the holidays. And I think the materialism is what gets me and drives me crazy. And I wish it was just about helping other people and, and getting together with people you care about and eating good food and having a good time, but not about all the crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I say, oh, yeah, but we're big suckers for gifts and all the rest sure. of it. And um, what's really funny is I just mentioned that we were, um, we're eating our way through the week. But my wife and, and myself bought each other, like exercise equipment. We bought each other. She bought me a bike and I bought her like a spin bike and all the rest of it. And it's just like, we haven't used them. We've just been eating. But I'm sure <laughs> come January, we'll be, we'll be using them and trying to get rid of these bellies. Sure. Of I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Sounds good. So what, what did you guys get? You must have had some gifts. What, was, what, was, uh, what did Santa bring you? Uh, nobody. I my wife got me a little couple of little dopey things. Nothing. I didn't really. There was no. We didn't really. We, we're at the age now where it's like, ah, my wife and I are like, you don't really need to give us each other anything. However, I did give her an envelope full of cash. Ah. That was a nice. Gift. <laughs> that always works. She said that was the most thoughtful gift I'd ever given her. <laughs> Cut the chase, man. Cut the <laughs> chase. The envelope what you full like. of cash. I, I got a. Uh, I got a new wallet, but that's something I've been needing for about a year now. <laughs> and so stuff full of cash. Say again? Stuffed full of cash? No, not stuffed full of cash. Ah. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, you want to give a good gift, give an envelope full of cash. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, you, uh, you that is a, that, is, that might be the best gift of all time. And that's what I did. <laughs> I tell you what we got our, our little twins. We got them their first bikes. 
And it's just been amazing just to take them out and see them, you know, just like completely embracing it, complete daredevils. It's been brilliant. I saw that on Instagram. That was adorable watching them cruising around. Uh, I did also see that Santa scared the shit out of them, it looked like. Oh, oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. We took them to see a a local Santa who'd obviously been on the wine beforehand. He'd had a few drinks, I think. And uh, they weren't weren't happy. It makes for a good picture. It didn't look like anybody was too happy about it. No, not at all. It's a a strange thing. I mean, this is not uncommon. I mean, I think a lot of people put their your children in Santa's laps and people freak mm. and these children freak out. Yeah. A strange because man they, wearing a costume smells of wine. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not good. Well, it's clearly str- I mean, all of a sudden who, you know, you have these bright colors and you know, this weird fake beard and it is, it is, you know, it's, I, I would imagine it is very scary for some of these kids. But one of the things I noticed is one of your daughters looks exactly like you. I get that a lot. So one is exactly like me and one is exactly like my wife. It's really strange. And they, they just don't look alike in any way whatsoever. But also personality-wise, they're pretty much the same. One is one who looks like me is basically me. It's a little shrunkified me. And the other one is, is, is Amy. It's really weird. Really weird. And There you are. They're, t- they're starting to walk, but they're too little to walk. It just looks like little Chuckies. You know, they just, look, it looks scary. I imagine waking up one day and there's one just sprinting towards me with a knife or something. It's, uh, it's freaking me out a little bit. It's a little bit hard. It's freaking me out just a bit. <laughs> so, Jeff, you have been moonlighting, haven't you? Tell us about the, uh, the podcast that you've been doing. What are you talking about? You've been moonlighting. Without uh, Morocco and I's permission, you've been, you've been on whoring yourself out on other podcasts well i think whoring myself out seems a little <laughs> bit strong i i was asked to be on uh fools with tools my buddies fools with tools and then uh i uh i uh i went on there we had a couple laughs i had you know it was, you know, it was a good the podcast it was a good, you know? it was a good podcast to be honest i enjoyed it it was good very whoring myself out how dare you <laughs> <laughs> but we've had some really nice words said about the the interviews that you guys did so morocco was with nick with nick wheeler um, that went down really well, and yeah. personally, I really enjoyed that as well. Really, really. Thanks. Cool. And the holiday episode, holiday episodes, we kind of came to the plate. I think I felt very good about all the holiday episodes. Well, you two did. I didn't. I didn't even arrive, but you two did well, very, you, very good jobs. You called me at the last minute and saying, "Get on the podcast. I, I got to <laughs> <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> I've got nothing. I, I need someone to help me." Um, <laughs> but then, yeah, and then Jeff's with with Ashley. That was a really good episode too. And again, mm. we've had lots of great feedback. Um, and just the reviews that we're getting on on iTunes and all these different various platforms, it's just really nice to see. And we've had some really funny reviews, actually. Yeah. That, that, did you see the one this week was <laughs> Knife Talk to help you finish off your knife and to help you finish off your wife? Oh, anyway, Jesus. That's, that's, that's <laughs> a glowing that review. <laughs> and just between us, uh, one of our awful reviews... I was given an apology on Instagram Live. Really? So oh, okay. you can, we can. I was given an apology from the from the reviewer, and I said water under the bridge. So we're with the exception of it's still there. <laughs> all cleared up. We cleared it all up. Cleared it all up. We're all on the same team, everybody. But you, if you're listening, whoever you are, I don't know who you are. You can go on and change your review. By the way, uh, I know who you just, are. It'd be nice if you change the goddamn review. Now that we've, <laughs> we're all friendly, because you do, do be a nice guy here. Come on. So, Jeff, do you want to introduce yeah. the show? What we're all about today? 
So we did this last year. We had a lot of fun and we bit, we bitch and moan and have, we have our beef. So we thought we would do the end of the year, get it all out. 2019's over. Let's go onward in a positive way to, towards 2020 by beefing. We're reading your beefs. We've got beef. Yes, we do. We've been reading, we've been getting beefs from you, the listener, and we're going to read them off. And we're going to comment on them. And if some of them are bad, know that we're going to lovingly break your balls. So <laughs> just know that without us saying just kidding, we're not going to say just kidding. We're not going to, we're going, you might have your balls broken and know that it's a, it's with peace and love. Okay. Let's start with the first one. The first one is from, uh, oh, Cap Nisses Blade Works, I think yeah. it is. Hey man, I want to share my beef with you. So this month's beef is with my phone. Whenever I get on the grinder, someone calls or I get a message, I get distracted and I start working one hour later. We all do that. I hate that. Mm. I, uh, sorry, go on. Oh, especially if your if your phone is connected to your your Bluetooth listening, you know, I always I always, my old, I hate the phone. When the phone rings, I always think something's wrong because it's usually an older person calling me. So it's like I always think someone's dead. So when I get a phone call, I'm always kind of a little freaked out anyway. So mm. it kind of takes me out of my rhythm. I never answer the phone anyway. Do you, know, do you know the worst thing is when like you you text somebody and they'll text back and there's a few texts, then all of a sudden they ring you. And you're like, oh, I've got to answer because they know that I'm there now. They know I've got my phone in my hand. <laughs> I just, I just hate the phone. It's just, it can just go on. And there's always these pleasantries to, to do first. I just want to get to the point and move on. Um, but I'm going to make a big effort this this sort of January, February to sort of wean myself a bit more away from my phone because it's just ridiculous. The amount of time I spend on my, you know, you get those reports every Sunday afternoon, you know, on your phone and it tells you how many hours you've been on your phone each day in your average. And it's, it's just ridiculous. So, Ugh, why would you even look at that? I know it's depressing. So I think I'm going to try and wean myself off. So I think um, I'm going to, while you're on your bike. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Fresh air time to time to think. Um, being you know squeezed in by the spandex. <laughs> nice, oh, yeah. Oh, there's, there's Craig. The thought of it, yeah. Yeah, there's Craig. He's going on his bicycle. <laughs> oh. Uh, so what? What we? What are we thinking about that beef? Let's give this a star Fine. review. Fine. It's standard. Yeah. yeah it we got a lot much. to cover. We better hustle. We got a lot to cover. <laughs> go on, then. Somebody take the next one. All right, you go next, Mareko. <clears throat> All right, this next one from Gabe Jensen, 09. He said, some guy ordered a knife while I was on vacation and got mad at me that I couldn't ship it out until I got back, so he canceled the order. Oh. It sounds like you didn't want that customer anyways, because yeah. <laughs> I guarantee when they got that knife, they were just going to be annoyed about something else. So These people are such Say dicks. thank you to them for being so stupid and move on. <laughs> Maybe yeah, you saved, you saved yourself a bit there. Maybe. These, people, these people are dicks. <laughs> what else is there to say? I mean, they're dicks. All right. Where's the beef? I'm just going to randomly play cow Fine. noises and beef noises throughout. All right. Next one uh, is from Silvertip Forge. I have much beefs. First, you guys bust my balls about the tip I sent in about using a router bit to shape handles. Then, soon after, I see Jeremy of Simple Little Life using a router bit to shape his handles with no credit to yours truly, and his balls were busted. I get no respect, I tells you. <laughs> I tells you. I just think you're brave, man. It's something that I'd never do. 
Um, and I'm sure Jeremy didn't copy you. You know, people have been don't. using Router Bits for a lot, Router Bits for a long time. But um, listen, listen, dude, don't don't look for it. You you gotta you can't give you can't put something out in the world expecting you know praise all the time. You got to do it because you got to do it. Don't worry. And I'm gonna still bust your balls. It's still a crazy idea. And you know, if Jeremy does it too, fuck him. <laughs> it's a good it's crazy. He does it too. Peace and love. Peace and love, Jeremy. Peace and love. Uh, Fine. Silver tip. We we bust your balls. That's it. That's my favorite one. I like it. I like how I think you should definitely just insert it as often as possible. That's what she's done. <laughs> I beg your pardon. That's what oh, she said. Oh, Jesus. Right. Why did I step into that old gag? All right. Go ahead. Summit and C Smith in. Uh, they send a beef in saying their beef is with protein. I don't understand why chicken is cheaper than a bell pepper. I can buy 10 pounds of frozen chicken for $20, but a bell, bell pepper costs me $1.50. As makers, we preach to buy local and support small businesses, so let's practice what we preach. Find a local butcher, buy an appropriate amount of protein, and support responsible and sustainable farming. Get serious. All right, well, there you yeah. go. That's a perfectly understandable beef. It does weird, it's a weird thing that, you know, fruits and... I, 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 buy, I, buy, apple, I buy a pile of apples, and they, I'm always surprised how expensive yeah. they are. yeah. We're lucky here because we're surrounded by apple fields, so apples is extremely cheap, cheap around here. But yeah, like fruit and veg, the la- I'd say the last sort of five or six years, it's just gone, gone a bit crazy. So this beef is now the old man. I remember when apples were cheaper. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> apples for apples. You motherfucker. Well, and realistically, right, the beef is about the cost of transportation, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> We got beef. <laughs> nice. There's Ben Snur. Merry Christmas. Uh, you're, you're right. I think it is. Yeah, transportation and, and and yeah and all the rest of it because yeah being able to buy you know strawberries in the depths of December which is just crazy. <laughs> yeah. we can do it. There you all go. Right, this next one's from Ryan Chris Knives. He says, "Hey cuties, not a knife related beef, but still a beef. I get the need for sanitizer wipes at the grocery store. I don't use them to clean my cart, but I understand those that do. What I don't understand is the need to stop in the doorway to wipe down your cart, blocking the entire entrance, so the rest of us can't get into the store. Is that a thing?" But that's that where the garbage thing? can is. Yeah, that's true. Ryan, Ryan, what are you going to do? Walk around with this disgusting sanitizer wipe all the, <laughs> the whole goddamn time where you put it in your pocket? Forget it. He's this the garbage can's right yeah. there. Wait, just wait Come a on, sec. Man. So people are wiping down their, their like shopping trolleys before using them. I don't. How strange. I don't. I'm 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 not afraid. <laughs> I'll take your fucking germs. I ain't worried about you. Very strange. We've got beef. All right. This next one comes from Maximus Knives. Okay, I have a beef. You guys talked about uh, things like this before, but I thought uh, such a small guy with a fair... My beef so far was with this whole question. Um... (laughs) I thought about being such a small guy with a fairly personal interaction with my clients, uh, and it just couldn't happen. A son of a bitch that I know... Asked me to make a custom Skinner after seeing one I had made. Went over details, pricing, etc. And he said, sounds like we have a deal. And we agreed on a deadline. I get the blade done and message him. And his response of is, well, how much before I say I want it? What the fuck? I made it because you wanted it, asshat. 
I ended up selling it anyway, but people just not to be D-bags and waste others' time and energy and resources. Oh, yes. Well, That's happened before. Particularly when you're like with a group of mates or something and somebody's, you know, somebody's trying to sort of step up and say, oh, yeah, I'll take one. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, what's the yeah. cost? Yeah, no, no, yeah. But when one it comes down me. to it. Yeah, put me down for one. Yeah. Put me down for one. Yeah. Maximus Knives. Well, look, you sold it. I mean, it's like, you know, what can you do? These 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 you guys have got it be less mamby pamby with your customers you got to get this shit squared away you got to be clear however i will tell a funny story that happened to be this christmas i was getting a, a couple little extras and i promised this person i'd make this knife for them for christmas and then i, I had it ready to go and and then uh they we agreed on the price and then um I got to be real vague, but, uh, there, I, I, I let them know it was ready and no, oh, I can't pick it up today. I'll pick it up tomorrow. Okay. I pick it up tomorrow. I can't pick it up tomorrow. I'll pick it up the next day. All right, all right. Oh, by the way, I told my significant other that it was, you know, a hundred dollars less. Mm -hmm. So if he gives you the money, I'll give you the rest later. <laughs> oh my God. Classic. And I was like, I, I, uh, 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 and it gets to the point where you're just like, I say all the time, get the shit cleared, cleared up. But you know, you have a couple of your ignoramus friends that you're trying to help out. I got all the money. Thank God. Then, then, then they said, well, do you Venmo? And I'm like, Hey man, just, I told you, give me some fucking cash. I got to pay my wife. I got to get my wife a gift Christmas present, asshole. We got it all squared away, but it was very annoying. Yeah. Do, do you guys use any sort of contracts or anything like that when you're taking a commission? No, Tony sends an invoice and then they pay either some of it or all of it. Yeah. Before I do it, I have terms of of uh, conditions for the sale um, that people are agreeing to when they pay their deposit, uh, mm. and yeah, that yeah, way that, that we're kind of covered. Uh, particularly for you, because obviously you spend a lot of time on one on one knife, and it you know it's very bespoke, so that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Big Forge Blacksmithing says, my beef is when people say things like 6 a.m. in the morning or 3 p.m. in the afternoon. We know it was the morning <laughs> when you said a.m. You can either say 6 a.m. or 6 in the morning. Please stop saying both. <laughs> lighten up. Lighten up. Whoosh. Yeah, you get a little, you know, well, this was a perfectly Red, good redundant. frivolous beef. I like a little frivolous. Frivolous beefs are good because <laughs> it's just like, you know, I, I, I'm the king of the frivolous beef. I love a frivolous beef. I think 3 p.m. in the afternoon is better than saying 1,500 hours. You yeah, know, you guys with the 1,500 you know, hours. It's, it's, I, I got to count on my fingers and toes. I never know what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah. I like doing the quick math with all that 1,500 um, hours. Not me. Not me. Just tell me 8.30. Tell me quarter to five. I don't. That's all I need to know. And some of it's like, I mean, you don't need, even need to see 3, 3 You meet me. You're not If 3 a.m., no one's meeting at 3 a.m. <laughs> so you know, they know if it's 3, I'll see at 3, you know it's the afternoon. True. Unless you're in Europe. Never mind. My, you're right, perfectly right. Big forge blacksmithing, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, this next one is from JPH. He said, uh, or they say, a while ago, a buddy told me I should make him a spear to put on his wall. Over a few months, I got interested in tool making and socket, socketed tools. I got laid off. And in some free time, I forged out a spearhead for kicks. First time forging a socket. First time forging a double-edged uh, double bevel, rough ground e evenly. And I was pretty happy with how it turned out. Next time I saw him, I showed him the progress. He said, actually, 
I want to forge it and you teach me. So yeah, my beef is that I don't know (laughs) uh, more ways to say fuck away off. (laughs) Oh, jeez. I want you to teach me. Can you imagine? Oh, at least that's... Oh, but I want to do it. At least that spear is famous now because I think that had an appearance on London Bridge a few weeks ago. So at least, you know, it made the news at least that spear. Did you? Yeah. Fucking guy. I just had that happen. I think I sent you guys some screenshots of the conversation, but I had a customer say, oh, I'm interested in a knife. And apparently I didn't get back to them quick enough. And so they're like, never mind. I'll just make it myself. What kind of, st- oh, what yes. kind of steel do you suggest I use? Where should I get some handle material? <laughs> oh, you know what? I fucking love that they did that to you. The fucking pluck, the balls on someone to say, oh, well, I, I just, I'm watching what you're doing on Instagram. I could do it too. Tell me what to yeah. do. Yeah. That's hilarious. Funny. Actually, someone did that to me uh, yesterday, uh, well, a couple days ago on Instagram. They said, oh, how did you do that? How did you do that handle? And I was like, ah, oh, well, you know, I have a system. Okay, what's your system? I'm like, oh, well, you know, I mean, it's just like it's the point where it's like you got to fuck, you know, I can't give you step by step on it. You got to figure out how to do it. Yeah, I was in. I love that that dude was such a, uh, so, it, such an I mean, ignorant. He was ignoramus that he would write you that. I fucking love that. I'm not, I don't worry. I don't have, t- I don't have time to buy your material. I don't have time to buy your knife. Show me how, show me how I can do it myself. Yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> do you know who you I go. blame for shit like that? People like Alex Steele. They're showing the world how to make everything. They make it look so simple. Well, look. They're to blame. They're to blame. <laughs> Well, before we beef things off, let's talk about one of our new, one of our favorite sponsors, Indasi USA. Indasi USA, the guys who make Rhino wet, guys. It's a sandpaper that's great for hand sanding. It's great for disc grinding. It's a, it's meant for metal working. It holds up great. All sandpaper isn't the same. And if you go to Texas Farrier Supply and you put in uh, promo code Knife Talk Ten. You can get 10% off your whole order. And at Texas Ferry Supply, you get your epoxy glue. You get your uh, you get your epoxy glue. What, talk about 3 a.m. in the morning. You get whatever <laughs> the hell you want. You get all your blacksmithing stuff and your knife making and all that stuff. So go support um, Indasa USA. Thank you once again. Get your rhino wet at Texas Ferry Supply Knife Talk 10. Do Indasa also sell tape, Jeff? Oh, Jesus Christ. They sent me enough tape. I could make like a couple of, I could make like, I could, I could tape up a couple cows. I, I have literally, thank you, by the way, in USA. They, they sent me a little care package and I got more yellow tape than I'll ever know what to do with in my entire life. That's too funny. Is it like that's pinstriping that's tape that's or just too much masking tape? tape? Uh, my might be. It, it's pretty slick. It's pretty slick ta- tape. I didn't expect it. I was like, oh, another roll. Holy shit! Look at all these rolls. I have a lot of. I have a lot of yellow masking tape, and I will be using it for years. Thank you, Nasi USA. Did you wrap your kids' uh, Christmas presents up in this yellow tape? Uh no. I, I I'm thinking because I I think I might have done that for a couple people, but no. Oh. Yeah. We got beef. We got beef. The next one is from Aaron J. Hutchinson. Um, yeah, I have a beef. When you live somewhere that it snows and you get your first snowfall, these clowns that go batshit crazy on the roads, they act like an 
89-year-old Floridian grandma that's never seen it before, and they go 10 miles an hour. Like they're pulling a big rig on ice road truckers. <laughs> it's not your first rodeo. If you can still see pavement, get your ass moving or stay home. In the words of Mr. Fader, those people can fuck way off. <laughs> oh. I, I was caught in you, a Jeff. slight snowstorm in uh, uh, North Carolina, and there, it snowed maybe an inch or two. And people were abandoning their cars on the road. I'd never seen anything like it. I mean, it was like, and there were, there are no snow plows. There are no yeah. snow plows. So none of the roads were being plowed, but like it was maybe about an inch or two and people, and all of a sudden all these cars were just like abandoned on the side of the road. It was amazing. <laughs> Where was that again? North Carolina. North Carolina. Hmm. Yeah. So like a place that gets a little bit of snow, yeah. but not, I mean, they were like, I mean, they were like ready for, they were ready to eat their own family in the car. You know. <laughs> I, I definitely saw that in Connecticut, but it was after there was like a foot of snow and people literally slid off the side of the road and they're like, well, I guess I'm going to call the tow truck. Yeah. No, these people all, pro- I mean, it was like they all pulled off on the, who cares? Fucking yeah, <laughs> Learn how to drive. All right. This, Let it snow. That's what I say. I love this stuff. This next one is from Racer Racks. He says he hates junk mail. Or actually, he says, junk mail! Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exclamation mark. <laughs> there should be a way to have to. There should be a way to not get it. There's got to be a way. The post office. You know, it is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's there super is super waste too. There is here in France, so that you can buy these little stickers, and if you put them on your post box, it's then illegal for them to put anything in. Oh, wow. Yeah, but they should know in the po- in your post office that you don't get them. There's mm. got to be some way to not get them. There's got to be some way. to... Ugh, what are we? We're worried. We're, we're, we're really beefing I, it up. I read it as email junk mail. You guys are thinking about snail oh, mail. Wow. We're old. <laughs> Me and Greg are old. We're, we're <laughs> yeah, we're talking I, I just this, this whole holiday season. I'm going to the post. I'm going to the post office, and all I'm getting are these pictures of your dope of of people's dopey families. Not yours, Mareko. I got your car. Your car. Your car looks great. But I get all these dopey cards, and then uh, all this junk mail that you can't do anything with the with it with it at all. Uh, but I don't like junk mail on my email either. But that's why you have a junk mail button. Filter. Exactly. Just once these come through, just filter them straight off. You won't see them again. There you go. All right. Mm-hmm. Go Next on, Jeff. one comes from, oh, I like this one. This is from Nick Tanner. My beef is that you guys haven't had a shout out for the Knife Making Down Under podcast. The last two went into great detail about steels. Awesome stuff. All I right, Nick. Them. What do you want us to say? Mert and Mert and Kev are our friends. Congratulations! Oh, that podcast. Yes, I've listened to that one. Yes, so I didn't. I didn't recognize the name. It was knife making under? Was it knife making not, down not under? Man, I, not knife making under. <laughs> yeah, it's all one big way. It looks like I can see underpants. I can see all sorts in that. Yeah. Room, so. Knife making under. <laughs> knife making down under podcast. We'll check it out. Yeah. What do you want us to say? What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to plug all the other knife making podcasts. Come on, man. I we love we love Merton. I t- I I text with Mert every day. He that fucking guy. He's got me obsessed with these Turkish. You know, every morning I he's got me. I don't know what happened. He's got me on these Turkish cooks. You know about all these Turkish cooks on Instagram? Yeah. It started yeah. with that fucking Salt Bay. 
that motherfucker who sprinkles salt over his elbow, you know? <laughs> and he's got me on 10 other guys. And he's got me on this one guy. His name is like Cisner Burak or something like that. He's he squints his eyes like he can't see. And then he cuts. He looks at the oh. camera and he's chopping everything without looking at what he's doing. And he's got this shitty grin on his face. And then um, it's uh, these Turks. They make be- some of the food they make is beautiful, but some of it is god awful. It's like penises and intestines and That's stuff an like that. Insta, yeah. So Mert, Mert and I go back and forth. I always I said, what's wrong with your country all the time? I love Mert Tansu. <laughs> fucking good dude but he sends me all these goddamn these turkish maniacs with their weird culinary problems i i hope they're all good down under at the moment too because i know there's some rough times at the moment with the weather oh, yeah. and all the rest the, of it the so. fires right well yeah. shout out to shout out to knife making down under podcast we're with you guys the next one is from great wolf tactical my beef with all those people who know i've recently started learning blacksmithing asking me are you going to be on Forged in Fire? And he's like, no, no, I'm not. I don't even ever intend on making knives to sell. All blacksmiths can make knives, but not all knife makers can blacksmith. I just enjoy beating hot steel into works of functional art. So where can we start? Because now I'm going to beef about this one. <laughs> Let's start with the Forged in Fire thing first. People asking, are you ever going to be on Forged in Fire? Do you ever get that, Morocco? I, I definitely get that all the time. <laughs> I, go ahead. I was, I'm like, I'm like a hairpin trigger. I'm ready to beat this fire. That was basically up, by it. You know what? Great tactical. You should be happy anyone's asking you to do anything. <laughs> Guys, blacksmithing in general has been on the decline for the past 150 years. Without all these goddamn shows, people think it's all about goddamn Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner and the Anvils, or or your your uh, uh, a farrier. Just be happy that they're speaking to you. Don't be miserable. And the next thing is, no, not all blacksmith blacksmiths and bladesmiths are different. It's like talking about a chef who makes a saute guy and a baker. They're same similarities, but they do different things. Don't worry. Yes. Some blacksmiths can bladesmith. Some bladesmiths can blacksmith. It's two specialties. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. And let's break down this last part, especially no, for you, Jeff. You're not making art. Functional art. You're not making you it. You're not making you, Mr. Tact, tactful, tactile, tactical. What is it? Great Wolf Tactical. With peace and love, you're not making art. So you're fine. I, I disagree. But anyway. <laughs> I, I disagree, too. I'm just fooling around. You're fine. Great wolf tactical. Fine. I, I think that from I, I now on... T- when, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say... I was going to say in the last episode with Ashley Child. <laughs> there must go be ahead. some sort of delay. Uh, with Ashley Childs, I think you did... Uh, I think the best job I've heard you do so far explaining why you do not believe that Knife making it is an art form. Well, art yeah. form and art are two different things. Art form and art are two different things. You know, making art and oh, art Jesus. form are two different things. Well, <laughs> I, that's why I try to not. I try not to go too crazy because you know we can go down. It's a. It's a very. It's a very. It's a long. I. I. It's a long pro, uh, thing. A lot to it. it it's. I just gotta like. I gotta just slowly, slowly feed you this bullshit that I'm feed, I'm sending out there without too much. But I, I back to I, I have an I have a great idea. 
in regards to people asking if you're going to be on Forge and Fire, you should just say, yes, I'm going to be on next week. Whoever asks you. <laughs> I think that's great. Put them through the hell of watching it every week. Every week. You know what? Yes, I am. I'm going to be on next week. And I think that you should, from now on, if somebody says, hey, you should be on Fortune Fire, I'm going to, you're lucky, funny that you say that. I'm going to be on next week. <laughs> I think that's great. <laughs> Why not? Be, love, be, glad <laughs> be glad that they're asking you anything. Yeah. All right. Take us back to Australia, Morocco. Yeah, this next one is from Cutthroat. Cutthroats Australia. Is this Aiden? Cutthroat? Yeah. What's up, Aiden? He says, beef, as I'm about to do a market, my beef is men, always men, saying they'd love to buy one, but their missus would get angry. How would you, uh, sorry, how about you don't throw your wife under the bus as a way of saving face? It's totally okay to not be able to buy one, but don't make her out to be some nag. Support your partner. If they genuinely are the evil boss of your life, fix your fucking relationship. I, you know what though? Bravo. But it's, it's a nice, it's a nice way to get out of a commitment. Ah, she don't like it. Ah, she don't want it. <laughs> I think it's great. I, I, I disagree. I think ah, yeah, my wife <laughs> a big fan of that. that. Shit. It's great. <laughs> oh no, people need to just. Yeah. But you know, here's the you problem. can you can see it's why not, people would want to say face. It's not the wife. It's that you're you're egging him on until you have to say my wife won't like it. Yeah, I love this knife. I wish I could. Oh, but I can't. Just keep your mouth shut, and then you don't have to use any of it. Yeah, it is trying to be polite, isn't it? It's trying to say I love the knife, and you've always got to come up with a reason why you can't buy it. But you know, yeah, but you're being like a big to. shot in the beginning. Yeah, if you're looking at something and say all you have to say is Wow, this is really great. Wow, this is beautiful. Wow, this is great. And that's it. That's all you have to do. You'll be like, Oh, I need this in my life, and I want this, and I want this. And you're getting the fucking knife guy all fired up, frothed up, and then all of a sudden you got to back yourself out of it. And what are you going to do? Ah, but my wife, you know, my wife. Why don't you just learn how to fucking control yourself in the beginning? <laughs> I'm the worst at that. I can go into a shop, and if I'm in the shop looking around for ten minutes, and I don't actually buy anything. I feel really apologetic, and sometimes I'll just buy like the cheapest thing they've got in the shop, just so I bought something, or you know, I'll thank them as I'm leaving or something. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm terrible. I get really embarrassed. It, it, it is weird. There's like yeah. this weird or, or just start blaming my wife something. for everything. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've had you know businesses in the past, you know, and sometimes when people come in, you're thinking, oh, I hope they're going to buy something. I hope they do. You know, and you know, you, you, you're in there, you're, you're. Wasting their time and and you know you have to look around and you just think I should buy something but it's all a bit shit. <laughs> I, Sometimes I end up coming out with shit. I had something happen to me back in the day when I had a, a, a art studio in this building. Uh, there was a lot of artists. We had a giant open studio where all the studios were open to the public, and we had you know like hundreds of people walking through our shops. And you know your shop is. You know, you're a little vulnerable when people are in your shop because they're judging you, you know, yeah. you know, they're judging your work and you're judging. So all these people started walking into my shop, holding a glass of wine and chit-chatting and, you know, putting their nose up to the work. It was really, really like, it was, it would hurt only because, not because they didn't buy anything, but it's just so casual in this, you know, my shop was this very vulnerable place for me. And, you know, it was like very, uh, it was very hurtful. I hated it. That's why I just don't stay away. Don't come into my shop. There you go. Ryan Chris Knives says, Hey, cuties, not a knife-related beef, but still a beef. 
I get the need for sanitizer wipes. Oh, we've done oh, this. Sorry, oh. sorry, sorry. <laughs> Sack the note taker. Go, go to Jonathan, yeah. Jonathan's. Jonathan's. Hashtag beefs, he said. I hate being whistled at like a dog. If you want my attention, use my words. Use your words. <laughs> that is the worst. And people whistle. Oh, man. Hey, Jonathan's. Get your ass over here. <laughs> what are you doing over there? What are you doing? Hey, Jonathan, what are you doing there? Pull, you pull your pants back up, Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan, pull your pants back. Hey, pull your pants back up. Combat right. abrasives make the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers available in any size and at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at combatabrasives.com and get 15% off with the promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now. <laughs> there you are. Do it now. You know, this next one, Ben Snurt, we've got an audio clip of Ben. We got beef. <laughs> yeah. This one comes from Ben Snur. He's got you, beef. You need to do this in Ben's accent, uh, Jeff. Okay, okay, okay. I got beef. These motherfuckers who hold up the line for 10 minutes in a convenience store by having the cashier double-check that their scratch-off tickets aren't winners. You know you're a loser. <laughs> you don't even need the cashier to make sure. Get out of the line. Throw that shit in the trash and let other people get on with their lives. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking we got ben. a lot of convenience store beefs in, the, in, in ben, this year. Ben doesn't like it when you're when you're double. Are you sure this scratch off ticket isn't right? Are you sure I'm not a winner? No, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> and you know, you know it. Know you knew you were a loser when you walked in. <laughs> ben, Ben is a rootin' tootin' cowboy. He uh, uh, he uh, he got a he got a hat and everything. He looks. Uh, he's a you know. Look, you know, I, if I was standing in line. With my scratch off tickets, and I had Ben Snur behind me snorting like a raging bull. I'd probably get out of line pretty sure. quickly. When you were reading that, I had the image of you at like a poetry slam or something like that, reading the beef wow. as, as as Ben yeah. Snur. Wow, I would you'd never catch me at a poetry <laughs> slam. I, I had the image of you and Ben both wearing cowboy hats, like camping together, like broke back style, you know, camping together and yeah. looking into each other's eyes and, and yeah, talking away. Hey, Craig. Hey, Craig. It's <laughs> not going to happen. I go camp with my Ben. Just, hey, get your sexual fantasies out of this podcast. <laughs> we got beef. <laughs> well, I'll say. <laughs> Seven inches. <laughs> Go ahead. Jesus. <laughs> All right. This next one's from Flyover State Forge. I've got beef for, for all the beef reviews. I've been in school for the last two months, and I just had a customer who ordered on the 18th of this month asking why his knife isn't done yet. Like, fuck off, Mary Poppins. What do I look like, a wizard? Sorry, Mrs. Stelter. <laughs> Lots of references to the show in that yeah, one. That was the old one, yeah. Fuck yeah. off, Mary Poppins. Yeah, look, yeah. people are so stupid. What can you do? You know, listen, you gotta just you have to understand that even the stupid people, they need to be treated like normal people. And you just, here's the chance here's your chance. Take this fucker's money and then bitch to us about what a pain in the ass it was, and then everybody wins. <laughs> yeah. 
We yeah. get content, you get your money, and you get it off your chest. Flyover you State, everybody wins. It's true. The next one is from the legendary Bob Rankin. My beef is the barbecue pages on Instagram. I've had a couple ask if I want to make a collaboration with them, a.k.a. give them free shit. But he did enjoy messaging the last one, though. All right. You know those accounts, those barbecue accounts, there's just so many of them now. At first, they were like, oh, that's pretty cool, just showing barbecue stuff. But there's, there's millions of them. And they're all, yeah, competing for, you know, followers. Yeah, and they're all asking for free shit. It's not Cut on. through Can I, a juicy add- brisket or something like that. Um, I would uh, like to add on to this disgustingness by the sexy meat and food pictures, like you squeezing the meat and the juices come out to be <laughs> some sort of sexual thing, is got to stop. Stop fucking squeezing the meat and the juices come up and thinking that you and your shitty hands are going to turn me on to your cooking. You're not. They're making it worse. You know, I haven't seen any of these, but the first thing I do when we stop is to seek these accounts. No. They sound great. That fucker's salt bay. That cocksucker salt. Excuse me. That, sorry, Mrs. Stelter. That son of a bitch salt bay, he all squeezes everything. If, if you squeeze the food, it's going to... If they're trying to be sexy with the food, stop it. There's, you don't need to connect the food, the sex and the food. You don't need it. It's fine. There barbecue. These barbecue fucks. <laughs> I'm yeah. with you, Bob. But it's it's not just them. I think it's any sort of community that trying to get lots of followers. But yeah, I often get then we should do a cal- collaboration. And it, yeah, it all boils down to when you question them about it, they just want them for free. You see those assholes when they make a brisket and they make it twerk. Have you ever seen that? They jiggle yeah. the finished brisket as in like it's supposed to be some woman's ass. What are you googling to find? I'm shit like telling this? you, this is food. This is regular food stuff. There are people listening to this podcast. No, I know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> they'll make a brisket and then they'll open the foil and then with their fucking nitrile glove, they'll shake the brisket and the brisket will jiggle and then they'll make some oogling noises and then they'll squeeze it and the juice will come out and it's this it's this strange sexual behavior with their food. <laughs> How do you not know this? How strange. You know what I'm talking about. I feel like I've seen that. I can imagine it, but I've never seen it. Yes, you have. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Don't look at Salt Bay. He makes he makes a pelvic thrusts when he's cutting, like a (laughs) like a sociopath. Jeez. All right. This one next one comes from uh, Chris Sharp Knives. Does anyone have a problem with two faced people? Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, Real life problems. You know, not sort of social networks because you never know you take people for as you as you you know see them on on sort of social networks but in real life god yeah oh yes what's more to say what's more to say about yeah. that mcmurty is that mcmurtry nice sure. mcmurtry i think i like it when we screw up their names i like that mm, yeah mcmurtry nice <laughs> my beef is with i'm gonna guess this is pacific northwest weather mm-hmm. pnw weather one minute is supposed to be all snow, snow apocalypse. The next is sunny and nice, or worse yet, thirty-four degrees Fahrenheit and raining. Screw you, jet stream. Yeah, I'm up here in the Pacific Northwest. It's it's weird. It's odd because you know, ten miles away, it could be snowing like crazy, and and then where you're at, it's nice and sunny. It's bonkers. Mm. So I saw a picture of you, and you had like uh, uh, a few months ago, and you had like a, a blanket over you. Is it that bad? So it's the cold over here is like a damp cold, 
And if you think about like what humidity does to heat, it just makes it 10 times worse. Right. So it's the same huh. thing here. Um, and it's definitely different from at least the Northeast. Like it's weird because in the Northeast it's super humid, at least in Connecticut. Um, I think it's humid all over, but, uh, in the winter it was, it was a dry cold over there. And I tried to explain this to Jamie as that the Pacific Northwest, the wet cold is like you're standing around in damp clothes and it's fucking cold. And, Uh. and so, yeah, I had a blanket. I had what I had was a moving blanket over the top of me that I had in the shop from moving uh, just to help try to bolster me a little bit more against the heat (laughs) or against the cold against the cold. So, yeah, it's it gets pretty damn cold. All right. Well, let's hop down one because we I accidentally put another one in. All right. So this one comes from Texas Forge Blades. My beef is people's lack of lack of ability to communicate properly and in, and politely, especially in places of business. Mm-hmm. Gotten too mm-hmm. casual, everybody. Texas I'm Forge okay Blades that. wants that. Uh, you're okay. Yeah, right Go ahead. You, you know when people people try to be business like and they talk almost like robotic and they come up with all these phrases and you're just like what. Nobody speaks like that. I think casual is the way to go. You mean like when somebody asks you the price point? The price point, exactly. Oh, yeah. those yeah. motherfuckers. They want, a, pe- they want some blue sky thinking on designs. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. yeah. Like, hey, oh, so, uh, so what's the price point on this? And what's yeah. your, uh, what's your, uh, what is your price point on this? Ah, fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best response. Fuck you, man. Not for sale. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just like, yeah, some of these guys, they they learn these things that they've heard once in a while, and then they just spout it out as if, you know, to show a little bit more confidence. But then you just sound like a dope. I, I'm working yeah. with a guy who asked me the price point of something, and I was just like, hey, man, just talk normal. Stop yeah, it with the price the Apprentice point. once, and he thinks he's... Uh... Yeah, top business. Just talk man. normal. Just talk normal. Everyone just talk normal. And politely. Politely and normal and graceful. No. Just like me. All right. This next. Forrester Woods. Oh, go on, go on. <laughs> this next one's from Forrester Woods. He says, heavily seasoned respirator burps. Uh, for example, chorizo or beef or probably like a beef hot dog. <laughs> I think he said a beer. Grinding grind. Oh, and beer. Yeah, that's true. I'm. Dumb, and I don't know how to read. He says, grinding, grinding, grinding. Rip off your respirator and run away or die. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. That's part of the reason I got my quick release respirator. Have you ever ever tried singing into a respirator? Uh, A good song comes on? Sometimes. I almost fucking passed the (laughs) fuck out. Angel of Harlem came on. And I'm singing Angel of Harlem. That's a good fucking song. And all of a sudden, I, I start to get watery, bleary, and I'm about to fucking pass out. Don't sing into your respirator, ever. Is that because of your breath or because you're having a hard time breathing? No, it's because I'm pushing out more <laughs> carbon dioxide than I am pulling in regular C, uh, regular oxygen. I fucking almost pass out. I was like getting, I was like, whoa, I'm getting lightheaded here. Yeah, Bono will have a, like a special charity concert for you. Then you'll be fine. Yeah, Bono, <laughs> Bono, fucking Bono. Bono. Texas Forge Blades beef uh, decorations in public places that hang so low that he walks into them. All right, must be tall. I don't get that problem he, myself. Yeah, he's a he boy's all tall. Fine. Remember <laughs> next one. This one comes from Bryn Mac. Bryn Mac. 
I've got a beef for you. Been made redundant after 17 years on a fucking New Year's Eve. Not that I'm bitter about it, of course. Should at least be some different shop time in the coming new year, right? Oh, geez. Mm. That's not good. Stiff upper lip. Stiff upper lip there, Bryn Mac. We're with you. Yeah. Let's move yeah. on. Yeah. Moss Knives says, Beefs, love all that wood, my cart, etc. handle sellers on Instagram. Amazing products and appreciate their work. Some amazing craftspeople out there. But we need 30 posts an hour filling my feed. How many desert ironwood blocks do I need to see today? And then if I see a piece I like, I just can't fucking buy it. Do I really have to bid on it? Just list the fucking price. Basically, the used car salesman waffle crap. Hey, guess a price bullshit. <laughs> can i just yeah. oh sorry for, i just want to get back to to bryn mac for a second he's the guy who just lost his job mm. i i will say this i before i started making sculpture full-time again i was at a couple metal shops and then i got sucked into working for a guy who started a company and then i was let go unceremoniously I had the opportunity to try to make a go of it. My daughter was very young and we needed, we needed, you know, help around the house, but also at a shop. So it gave me the opportunity to be a little bit industrious. So mm. I think that this is, you know, your time to take a, a chance on yourself and, 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 and try to be as positive as possible. And now you have some time to fucking knock some shit out and maybe turn into something. So, you know, I, I hate to bring it down. I think it's po- it's it's a positive opportunity. Yeah, see it as an opportunity. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. definitely. All right. Wait, let's go back to these um, Word and Mike Carter um, sellers on Instagram. Just like flooding feeds with... I can see why they do it because they have like a drop, don't they? They'll, they'll drop like we've made three dozen and we're going to drop them all at once and all the rest of it. But yeah, but that whole bidding on them, you know, that, that can just be a yeah. nightmare. You got you got them atting you. They say, "No, you've just been out bed. There's five minutes left, and just oh, just leave yeah. it." Alone, you know, I, I've actually started blocking them because it is a little obnoxious, and that's that's not what I'm trying to scroll through and see when I'm on my Instagram. Mm. I like to yeah. buy wood blocks. If I need it, I'll buy yeah. it. I don't really, I don't really want to yeah. compete for a, for a thing. But uh, look, people do what they got to do. I yeah. do think that everyone should be posting not more than once a day. I mean, this is my sure. Opinion. I mean. Uh, it's like, yeah, I, there's a couple guys who post and tag us a lot and just, mm. you know. Don't tag us. Don't tag us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can, yeah. My feed has changed massively the last few months where I'm following less and less sort of knife makers um, and more chefs, that yeah. kind of thing, who are my customers. <laughs> I definitely um, follow because, more I mean, chefs. You can only see... Yeah, you can only see a knife being made so many times, and you know, you know, there's certain people who you know I enjoy their feeds, you know, makers and so on. Um, but yeah, it makes more sense for me to be interacting more with the customer as opposed to other knife. One hundred percent. There you go. There you go. All right. This next Wild one Craft is knives. from our girl, Wildcraft Knives. <laughs> she yes. says, "My beef is when someone asks the price." And then tells me that it's too expensive. Expensive. Then demands me to send them a picture of my cheapest knife. Fuck off. I hate you. <laughs> I've got one like that at the moment. Oh, Jesus. Where I, they wanted a price and, you know, I send them a whole proposal document and stuff. And they were just like, yeah, I really like them. We want a few dozen for the restaurant. Um, but what's the cheapest knife you have? And it's just like, yeah. oh, man, just leave me 
people don't people don't have a lot of tact. Yeah. It's a lot of I fancy going tact. into going into their restaurant and saying, What's what's the cheapest thing I can have here now? What's the cheapest right. thing? I don't want anything nice. I want your cheapest shit on a plate so I can eat it now. Yeah. I, there you I are. got people who ask about chef's knives and then they're like, Hmm, how about a paring knife? And my first thought is, first off, do you really need a paring knife? And second off, a paring knife is just as much of a pain in the ass. In fact, it's harder because you're miniaturizing the chef's knife basically to make a paring knife. And my fat hands have a hard time holding on to stuff. It's just, it's just harder. And they think yeah. that because it, all it changes really is the quantity of material, which we know in the first place isn't necessarily the most expensive part. It takes just as much time to build a paring knife for me as it does to build a chef's knife. Oh, yeah. Well, we need, we need to learn how to educate our customers. Yeah. And here's your chance. Now, everyone bitch over here, but just get that. The most important thing is get that fucking money. Let's not, let's keep our eyes on the prize. Go get that fucking money and can complain about it later. Get that fucking money. <laughs> this next one is an anonymous beef. <laughs> Mystery meat. Oh, jeez. Well, oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. that. <laughs> Mystery meat, right. <laughs> I'm a police officer in a large UK city, patrol sergeant in one of the busiest sectors in the UK. My beef is the UK media and political response to our knife crime epidemic. I've, I've been first on scene to stab-ins hundreds of times. I've been attacked by knife-wielding nutters. And the problem isn't the availability of custom-made knives or knives at all. It's a health and a social issue. Mm. The last two stab-ins I dealt with involved screwdrivers. The last time someone attacked me or one of my officers, they did so with scissors. A judge has recently advocated the mandatory rounding of all knife tips. Crazy. It's, a, it's just collective lunacy, he says. Or maybe she says. Who knows? Let the police and other frontline agencies work together, support police in their pursuit of drug lines and gangs, and invest in our young and watch the problem go away and leave my knife making mm. alone. I couldn't agree more. Some of the stuff that's being printed in the UK sure. at the moment is just ridiculous. But ultimately, and that's everything in this wor- in this world. I mean, it's you could pin that to it's the same story with everything. It's we're 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 trying to band aid a problem as opposed to mm. deal with it at the root cause. Yeah, social issues uh, without a doubt. That's the that's the thing with these goddamn politicians. They don't give a shit about the youth. They want to they want to just keep their power. Ah! Yeah, fuck, they just oh, fuck them all. It's just so stupid. They're so stupid. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've talked about this in the past. You know, if I, if I was that way inclined, I could walk into anybody's house. Or anybody could walk into anybody's house and have a knife in your hand within fifteen seconds. Everybody knows you go to a kitchen. There's going to be knives. That isn't the issue, is it? And you know, and this mandatory rounding of all knife tips, which there's you know, there's been in the press recently, and it's just like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Because if it's not a knife, as they say, it's going to be scissors. It's going to be a screwdriver. It's going to be a sheet of glass. It's going to be. It's going to be something else. It could be a Norwal horn. It could be a Norwal. Exactly. It's. It's just ridiculous. So yeah, I'm completely with our our mystery meat this week. <laughs> wow, you know, it's just, it's just. We have to. We need to spend a little bit more time at a younger age with you know norm normal behavior and, and less about this. Uh, you know, stop it with the video games and the violent movies and. Just, just get on with your life. Do something productive. Wouldn't agree. Yeah. Fine. 
this one uh this one comes from map knives i have a beef with people saying quote my team or we when referring to professional sports teams you aren't a part owner or a ticket holder you didn't win or lose the game it's not a we effort that's all love you guys <laughs> he don't like it when he we lost yeah we lost the game man, man. Yeah. we lost the game your fat ass didn't lose anything uh, is when you hear people in the in the crowd, you know, shouting out to these these professionals who have been dedicated their life to the sport. You get these fat guys in the audience, you know, shouting out to, onto the pitch. This is what you should be doing, you know. Oh, you know what? I will say, in are. terms of in terms of like the sports and politics and stuff like that. In sports, if your team sucks, you if your pitcher sucks, you boo them off. You boo them off the mound. If you're if your quarterback sucks you fucking say our fucking team sucks but with our politicians if they don't if if they don't do something right you never fucking tell them that they suck why is that you could if somebody sucks they suck down the line okay it just it's fine just admit that your guy sucks and it's over and it's a very freeing experience very free and also when it comes to politicians i find it weird that people want to join a team they say you know or we won that one, or we lost that one. It's like no, collectively, everybody won or lost. You know, it's it's weird that people will nail their their you know their colours. They, they 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 hold on to their colours. They they could be you know in in the UK you'd be Labour or Conservative, or in the U, in the US you'd have Republicans or whatever it may be. It's no matter what that party does that you're on their team. I find it really weird. No matter mm-hmm. what they do, it's bizarre. I like saying bizarre. I like saying when somebody sucks, they suck. I love that. I love that. This guy's great, no, but he sucks. You know, I like that. There we go. All right, this one's from Hall Made Knives. He says, "My beef is when knife makers don't do their homework when it comes to Japanese knife shapes. They have cool names, but you can't just call anything a deba or a nakiri. Beef over." All right. Well. Hallmade knives is a stickler. So there you go. So guys, get your shit squared away and boom. <laughs> Matt the Wartig? Fine. Fine. Matt, Matt Wartig. Wartig, I think. I, Hart, I think Matt it's Matthew W. R. Hartwig. <laughs> Matt, Matt the Wartig is better. All right. Well, there you go, Matt. Sorry. Having <laughs> someone come look at a knife you made and offer $30 for a knife you would sell for $600. Oh, wow. I'll give you this. I'll give you that. What about this? Nothing yeah. worse than someone trying to nickel and dime you. Yeah. Nothing $30 worse. $30 for a $600 knife. Yeah, time to fuck. There you go. On to onward. This Diamond Metalworks. I'll take this one then. Diamond Metalworks says, I've got a beef for ya. Damn gas station condiment dispensers. The stuff comes out like water. And if the nozzle is plugged, it sprays everywhere except on my hot oh, dog. Stir that shit up for it. First of all, first of all, stop buying hot dogs from gas stations. Jesus. Well, you never What's wrong know. With you, man? It's, you know, we can't all be eating lobsters and shit there, Craig. Jesus. I mean, it's, it's, you know, some of us are working people. We, we do what we can. Hot dogs. Don't insult <laughs> just hot dirty hot dogs, dirty water hot dogs. I, yeah. I don't buy dirty water hot dogs from gas stations. I don't like those fucking rollers. <laughs> but I do buy a boiled hot dog. I love that. I love from a hot dog cart. What, what, yeah. Okay. So 
There you go. I'm, I, I'd say I'm a man of the people, but I don't want gas station. Oh, yeah. The no, yachtsman no. is the man no, of the people. No. <laughs> I got you. All right. This next one is right. from DK Forgeworks. This is perfect for you. Perfect. He says, my beef is people that don't like pineapple on their pizza. Come on. Try it. Not that stupid Hawaiian pizza, though. Try something with fresh grilled pineapple and bacon or the one Marco likes with cilantro and oh shit, I forget what else he says is on his favorite. All right, so this is a pizza. I used to work at a pizzeria and this is a pizza I used to make. It was fresh uh, pork sausage, mozzarella, blue cheese crumbles, cilantro, bacon, pineapple. It was delicious. Oh, and fresh rosemary. Blue. Jeez, what's right. going on? That's a lot going on. Blue, blue cheese with oh geez, with pineapple. Right. Hey, oh, Mr. Camembert like, on your steak. I'd like to. I'd like to address DK Forges directly. Listen, is this Dave? Listen, you fuck. You can't do that. You can't do the not. It's if it's Hawaiian pizza or not Hawaiian pizza. You can't say not that stupid Hawaiian pizza because you're talking about all Hawaiian pizza. So, Dave, your beef is 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 uh, flawed. Okay, your beef is flawed. I have said on the last episode with Ashley Childs, it was very embarrassing. She said she likes pineapple pizza. I've decided I'm not going to yuck your yum. I'm willing to try again pineapple pizza. Yes, what Mareko says, even with the blue cheese, sounds something I'd like to try. But this is a flawed beef because he's he's uh, backpedaling on his pineapple pizza situation. A pizzeria we have in town. If you want to try it again, Jeff, try this one. They call it Fire in the Hole. It, Go ahead. It, um, it's pepperoni, sounds- jalapenos, and pineapple. That's it. Oh man, that sounds. Cr- There's no. Yeah, I'll tell you what. <laughs> we once accidentally got. We once accidentally got a Hawaii. Somebody sent a Hawaiian and black olive pizza. It looked disgusting, and it was even worse. I I just I can't. I also have a family, and they're like. They're like, they're not going to try. Hey, let's try Hawaiian pizza. They're going to squinch up their faces and look at me like I'm crazy. I will try it with you when I see you with the Blade Show. We'll go get a pineapple pizza. And, I will, and, I, and I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I said, I'm not going to yuck your yum. I'm with you. But I'm not with Dave. I'm with you guys. I'm not with Dave. <laughs> <laughs> this is from That Jay Christ. And not That Jay Christ. The Jay <laughs> I love Christ. that Jay. I love that name. <laughs> that name is great. <laughs> That when you're selling something with a clearly stated price and you get a message saying, what's the lowest you'll take? Oh. It's the same theme that we're seeing over and over again. Oh my God. Yeah. These people are crazy. They, they're just trying to, they're just trying to squirt through. I'll leave it. They're not your, they're not your customer. Think of it that way. Yeah. You don't want what's the lowest you'll take? You I'll take you getting out. That's the lowest I'll take. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> all right this next one's from buds blacksmithing it says this is for all the beef episode or for the all beef episode my beef is with jeff whoa he Fine. he never explained why he says i'm with you all the time and now i've started saying it a lot all right i'm not, I'm not even gonna finish this the, my beef is with this guy not listening clearly to the episodes because jeff has explained numerous times why he says i'm with you I'll rep- I replied I'll- to this guy on Instagram. <laughs> I, you know what? I'll t- I'll re I'll re I wasn't going to talk about it, but it started out because I would have these guys come to my shop to hang out, 
And then they would want to like, uh, they would want to tell me something and then they're talking at me. So I'm going to fade Jeff out here. He doesn't know, but I've just faded him out. So the reason Jeff always says I'm with you is because <laughs> he uh, he's a big Avril Lavigne fan. And she had this big song called I'm with you. And that's the reason. So I'll fade Jeff back in. <laughs> That's a ten, that's this. It's you know what? It, I t- hey, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. I, Avril Lavigne is weird, number two. But <laughs> there is that gif. I like that gif. That gif. That gif, where she's saying "I'm with you." I like that very much. So people would stop at my shop all the time, and they would just talk at you, and they wasn't they weren't having a conversation. They would just talk and talking. This guy does this, and you know what? And you're just trying to get them to leave. And I started to realize that if you start saying stuff like. Um, I'm on your side. You don't have to, you know, the expression, you don't have to preach. You're preaching to the converted. All of a sudden, you you know, these people are trying to get you to change your, your opinion to theirs. And I started saying, I'm with you. I'm with you. And all of a sudden the conversation would magically stop to the point where it was like, it was literally like the magic. Let's stop talking expression. So I started saying it all the time. And it was like working like a fucking charm. Every time I say I'm with you, the conversation stops. It's great. And then I think that the the boys on uh, the blacksmith's pub started saying "I'm with you," thinking that it was this very this term of this term of like in oh he is with me. It's you know, he's so <laughs> giving, and so loving, and and then they started saying it all the time. Oh, like Fader says, "I'm with you," and then I kept saying it, and all of a sudden, I'm like oh, it's still working, working, but it's working two ways. It's working because it's shutting people up, and it's what it's if they really think that I am with them, and I'm really not. So I kept it quiet, and then I got to the point where my wife got mad. I said, "I'm with you," and she's like, "Don't try that shit with me." Or I'd say to my business partner Tony, "I say, ah, oh, fucking, I'm with you. Fine, what well, you you're done talking, huh?" And and I. You know, so I I'm with you is a great way to end a conversation. So is the uh, my 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 I'm with you emoji is the champagne glasses clinking. If I've given you both of those and you say, oh, he's giving me the champagne glasses ch- clinking. Oh, he wants me to shut up. Yes. The answer is yes. So there you have it. I have to figure out new ways to get you guys to politely be quiet. And, and there we are. That's the answer. Sorry, Mark. I've got a lot of those champagne glasses from I give them to everybody, and (laughs) guess what? Guess what? It's always the last thing said, so I have to find something new because it's 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 a very polite way of saying, "All right, you don't have to go back and forth all the time." Shuts the conversation. Really does. Mark Zabruski Knives says his beef is paying for shoddy materials. He's bought plenty of hybrid scales that are unusable because they were cut by what looks like a drunk (laughs) dog on a blunt bandsaw and loveless boats that sheared off during glue up nearly ruin a whole knife build lessons learned i've had that i've had those hybrid scales some of them and they've been again cut like a drunk dog where you know some of it is like three mil thick and you're like it's unusable unusable terrible stuff yeah more is better for sure yeah, and quite often, a lot of these people selling scales, they they don't have a website, and they, you don't know where they are, where they're coming from. But, you know, they look good, and you think, okay, I'll, I'll give it a go, I'll order a few scales, a few blocks or whatever. And they come, and they, they, they'll, you know, four weeks to get to you, and they've arrived from Siberia or somewhere, you know, gone around the world the wrong way around. And they're just they're just junk, and yeah. Be that's there's some really there, there are some very good people out there doing doing scales by the way that's the number one reason why i like to at a blade show because i like right. to i like to that's see it in my hands and actually i said something on the on the a couple podcasts ago on the on the uh single track was that i bought a block thinking it was double dyed all the way through and when i started cutting into it it was a different color on the inside 
So yeah, it's it, it's a crapshoot when you buy shit off the internet. That's for sure. You want wood that gives good penetration, I believe. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh, I'll well, be for you. Talk about a mystery. This one comes from Tony B4RCA. Here's a beef that some of your listeners may relate to. I fillet fish in sight of customers. The customer always wants the fish from my cutting board instead of what I have on the display, even though it's from the same fish. They just want to mess up my workflow. All right. Well, what's more to say? You know, people probably they thinking want. it's... It's fresher. What you just cut is fresher. They're probably thinking, isn't they? But, well, uh, it's because people listen yeah. to Tony Bourdain, God rest his soul. And when you start talking about, you know, you know how fresh they can get, and people want to get, oh, you just go to the butcher or the fishing guy. You tell him I want that one. And then, you know, poor Tony's there. He's like, what's well, wrong with this? I'll take it. <laughs> All right. The next one is from Apollo Good Boy. It's a dog. Apparently, uh, my beef is with any uh, is when nobody saves me any pizza crust on pizza night. Yeah, what's an unhappy dog? Poor Apollo. He's a good boy. You're a good boy, aren't you? A good boy. <laughs> Here's your fucking pizza. Go ahead. Next one. Packet Carry says my beef is Insta pages that don't generate any original content. They just re- repost other people's mm. shit. Oh yeah, I got a I got a message from a guy who said I liked your post. Now you better like mine. <laughs> and he had <laughs> and he had a one. whole page full of everybody's shit, and it was like Ugh. it was not original. It was like it was like a it was like a slapperoo. He he got mad at me right off the bat. He's like I I just liked yours, so you better like mine. Oh, geez. these motherfuckers got to do some own their own shit. Yeah, yeah teenage girl talk that is. Yeah, baby. Rick Hall knives again, again. Rick Hall knives another one. My beef is being hurried to finish a knife and then watch it sit there for a month and a half before he picks it up. We've all done that, I'm sure. Oh, I had a tight deadline on a pile of knives, a tight deadline, and then I delivered them two days before they were supposed to be there, and then they waited two weeks before they asked me if they even unwrapped it and they asked me some questions. I was like, why did you give me this goddamn deadline if you're not going to fucking... Why did you give me such a tight deadline, jerks? Could have used those two weeks. All right. This next one is from Josh Height. Am I saying that right? Hyatt? I think Hyatt. It says, my beef is makers trying to sell knives with wiggly guards. Mm. Mm -hmm. Wiggly guards. I got a wiggly guard. <laughs> Sounds like an old man problem. Yeah, baby. Does, yeah. Uh, wiggly, wiggly guard. <laughs> wiggles. We got the wiggles. Mike Pistone has said, my beef is when people tell me that I should figure out how to make knives faster so I can make more. I say, yeah, no shit. That's the plan. <laughs> That's a plan. It's not everybody's plan, but it's certainly a right. plan. I had a customer who bought a pile of shit for me, and he wrote to me, he's like, I don't need to tell you how to do your business, but if you had more things to sell, you'd make more money. <laughs> Mm. You really? motherfucker! You. <laughs> I was a just like, oh, there. you don't say. Really? Is that true? Is that real? Oh, what a fuck! You're a fucking genius. It reminds You're me of what is that? The Gene Wilder uh, meme where he's dressed like Charlie or uh, like oh, Willy yeah. Wonka. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. But he's got his hands. <laughs> yes, I don't mean yeah. to tell you how to do your business. Yeah. Well, you are when you say that right off the bat. <laughs> 
All right. This one comes from Big Forge Blacksmithing. My beef is when I have to when I have an order come up and my customer pays almost the entire price up front. This unfortunately leaves me with very little motivation to finish the project as there's very little reward, if any, at the end of the project. Eh, Big Forge likes. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. You got to take the fucking money and just you can't think like that. I mean, it's like, obviously, you're, you're you know, you have to figure out ways in which to motivate yourself and know that you've been paid so buck up hmm. and i think make the motivation not about money the motivation is finishing a project that's that's you know that's for me seeing the end result ship it out you're done move on to the next one and know that if you post your instagram picture if you do a nice job a lot of times that picture will turn into one or two more knives that's what, how i think about it i think about each knife i make is going to flower into another one so i don't get too hung hung up on that however i have been there where i'm like eh, i hope we have, i hope we have enough money for shipping so <laughs> brad woolen knives says my beef is railroad spikes barriers rasps and scrap steel unless you've had the steel tested don't claim it to be anything other than what it's stated as if it started life as a truck leaf spring it's not guaranteed 5160 Railroad spikes alone are not good for knives. Um, Forge welds some high carbon in there, he says, and it's a different story. Farrier's rasps are probably the most easily traceable reclaimed steel. And although you can regularly get spec sheets for them, get your own ones tested. Because you're not making a file out of them, you're making a knife, which is entirely different tolerances required on the chemical composition. Ah, let people do their fucking thing. What are you worried about? You know, I'm not, I'm not making iron lungs. You know, it's like you're making a full knife. You know? yeah, so Neil just uh, posted up not too long ago a bunch of stuff. He forged out a fairy rasp, and I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want to get stuck with or chopped on with any of that shit. I think it'll do the job, whatever it's designed for. I think. I, I, let's just be a million percent clear. We're making luxury items here. You know, we're not, this isn't like, this isn't like cancer medication. You know, <laughs> you don't need to, you don't need to be, everything doesn't need, you know, you're making a knife to cut an onion. You know, it's just, just relax a little bit. You want to make it a fire. If he's got a fa- a pile of farrier's rasp, and I know that Jonathan Porter gets uh, special farrier's rasp when he does it, and he knows that he knows where they come from and where they are. He told me he's got some specific type of farrier's rasp has a spe- very specific whatever composition that's good for knives. Just let people let people do something, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. This-, this knife. This one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. All right, this next one uh, is from at Trash Panda Blades. Uh, My beef is being too shy to talk to people at Hammerins and other community events. Oh yes, I I feel that. Yeah, it's a it's a missed opportunity. You gotta learn how to be a little bit. You can't wait for people to come up to you. You have to take every opportunity you can. Just go up and say hello. Yeah. Most of these yeah. people aren't going to be dicks. Some of them are, and I think that's it's the way it is. One of those things that you need to sort of develop if you're a if you work for yourself, you know, if you're ever a lone knife maker or ever, it's it's one of the many skills that you need to get better at. And I'm the sure. same. You know, I'm I'm a bit of an introvert when it comes to you know, especially with strangers, people who I don't know. I can be I can be you know 
really sort of shy around that. But it, it is just another one of those skills such, such as accounting and customer service. It's just another one of those skills that you need to sort of develop, unfortunately. Well, and you can't hang your hat. You can't hang your hat on hope. Yeah. You can't hope that something's going to happen. You have to make it happen. Sure. And it's just being just all you have to do is say, hi, it's nice to meet you. Excellent. You know, that's all you have to say. And then you can all you know what you can say. Go up to someone and say, I'm with you. Perfect. <laughs> well, and I think, appreciate it. What you said is you, <laughs> it doesn't hurt to up. just walk up to somebody because most I mean, everybody, most people are just decent people just like yourself, unless they are assholes, which I've definitely met a few people who I followed and thought after meeting them, wow, that guy's an asshole. I don't want anything to do with him ever again. <laughs> And so if that's the case, then just write that person off. But otherwise, most likely, 99% of the people you're going to meet are all very nice people, happy to talk to you. So please don't be shy. And I think people are shy because they think that they have to have the perfect thing to say. I think if you just act normal and be nice, I think people will respond to your acting normal with being normal as well. I think people get too worried that you're not going to say the right thing or you got to be too, you not know, reverential or just, just talk, say, hey, you know, you know what? I really like your shit. Blah, blah. I don't say that, you know, don't, don't right off the bat talk about how much you like someone's shit. But you could just go up to them and, you know, just just be normal. I, I, I think people get too worried about what they're going to say and just just act normal. You'll be fine. Yeah. Come on, Trash Panda. You got this. I'm with you. you. Like you like how I slipped that one in? <laughs> Leave me alone. Ah, <laughs> oh, the jig is up. I gotta figure out something new to say. This next one comes from there he is. There he is. This next one comes from Xander Karam. Beef is real is relatives who ask for discounts. Like it costs me less to make the knife because you're my third cousins. Ugh, I got some of them who do that. They 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 say, What about me? What about me? What about my? When, when are you going to make my knife? When are you going to fucking pay up? How's that sword coming along for your brother-in-law? Uh, let's not talk about it because I ain't doing it. Well, we can talk <laughs> about it. He said he, he didn't say anything this ho- this holiday. He didn't say anything, but I, I was waiting for it to be come up. And yeah, look, I think he said it at one point. You good good memory. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, he hit me. I was, Where's my sword? I'm like, I'm making a shit. Maybe he took the maybe he took the uh, advice. Yeah, just tell him that. Just tell them that when they say to you, where's my discount? You say, where's my fucking you money? Show me some money first, dickhead. <laughs> start cursing. And that was the end of that family party. Start fucking cursing at your family. <laughs> you know, they'll appreciate it. Be firm. Uh, call, your, call your third cousin a dick. Hey, dick, where's my money? <laughs> this one's for you. This one's for you. Carl. We got me. This is from Dan (laughs) Patterson. (laughs) My beef is chafing of the gooch. (laughs) Do you know what? Do you know what the gooch is? Uh, Only recently I found out. It's like the taint. It's the it's the it's the bit in between, isn't it? Between (laughs) that expression, (laughs) that expression of the taint comes from it taints your balls and it taints your ass. It taint good for nothing. Yeah, it's that little that little strip. The old gooch. Um, <laughs> he says he lives in Brisbane, Australia. It's summer and it's currently thirty nine degrees Celsius, which is about one hundred two Fahrenheit. As you can imagine, it's hot in the workshop. The gooch, <laughs> the gooch chafing is the worst. Yeah. It's like nappy rash, but with more blood oh, sweat geez. and a slight taint of Jesus shit. Christ, oh, Jesus Christ, Dan! <laughs> the best way to treat it is with zinc cream applied on the back of a cold. Sweat. <laughs> 
Jesus. <laughs> the best way to treat it mm. is with zinc cream applied on... <laughs> On, on the back of a cold soup spoon. But don't smile, otherwise you may look too... <laughs> Don't smile, otherwise it may look kinky. <laughs> oh, Dan, what are you doing to me? Uh, uh, well, look, you uh, know, that's why some guys wear kilts, right? Yeah, yeah. How do you fucking apply a fucking spoonful of zinc to your your gooch? The, the back of a cold soup spoon. What? I mean, what kind of maniac does that? Oh jeez, who knows? Who knows? Australians—they're a different breed. <laughs> well, there's not a whole lot more to say, Dan. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this next one's from Silas Cole. This is my beef is with non-constructive criticism that the people uh, and the people who give it. Yes, it's because they don't know. They don't know what's good and what's bad. They're just trying to have one over on you, trying to put you down a little bit by criticizing. But they they've got no advice to give. Yeah, non-constructive criticism is it's unhelpful. It's definitely unhelpful. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Let's move straight on. Nick W. Tanner. I got my breath back. You're all right. You're right there, Snoops. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> my beef is people wanted to chat with the other cat. Oh. Oh, cashiers again at the shops. <laughs> Wanted to chat with the cashier at the shops in front of me. Pay for your shit and get out of my way. No one cares if you're not sure if your son will like that shirt or not. This ain't Christmas shopping fun. I actually have oh, yes. something for my beef. I beef at the end of the year. I have a story that's very similar to that. It, it, it's like the it's, their time. To, it's like this when somebody gets to the front line. It's like their shine time to shine. They, there's like mm. spotlights on them, and this is my time. Over here, it's terrible because I'm surrounded by old people here. Really, we're really rural. It's mainly old people, and you go to the go to the the shops or the stores here, and everybody's got like a million and one vouchers that they're giving to the cashier, <laughs> and the cashier's asking about their brother and their cousin because everybody knows each other. And then you know, then they want to pay by a check. Checks are still a thing over here to pay in shops, and oh, it just goes on forever and ever and ever. It's just the worst. Just... God damn it. Those old people. All right, the next one comes from Texas Forge Blades. My beef is foreign knife makers trying to sell me a knife maker their knives. <laughs> oh yes, get that. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of those guys from uh, yeah. where, what is the uh, it's like uh, Tajikistan. So I, there's one place in a uh, Wyzeria or something like that, right? What is this? There was what is it like Warzeria something like that? God knows. I don't know. Who knows? Don't know. But yeah, I think they're just blanketing people. I don't think they're targeting you specifically. I think they're just copy and pasting this message to as many people as possible, hoping that it'll stick eventually. I love your knives. How about you buy some of mine? Eh, I don't need that. (laughs) All right, this next one's from Texas Forge Blades. My beef is foreign knife makers trying... Oh, wait, shit. I'm so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) At Pioneer Road, my beef is Australia's shitty hot fucking summer heat. 
Yeah, it sounds Pioneer, like- you know what you know what you need, Pioneer Road. <laughs> you need that fucking cold soup spoon for your nuts. <laughs> Some zinc. Right on the gooch. Yeah, you know, slap your slap your balls with a soup spoonful of zinc. <laughs> you know, I only heard what a gooch was very, very recently. Because <laughs> My my wife grew up probably about 30 miles away from me, that's all, but like in the South Wales Valleys where it's a different world. Mm-hmm. And she says these words that I've never, ever heard of before. Not in Welsh, they're in English. I've never heard like of them. Like what? And I, I don't know how, but she mentioned a gooch in some conversation. I don't know how. And I was like, what? What? The only gooch I knew was Graham Gooch, who was like a cricketer like years and years ago but yeah it's quite funny that i've only recently learned what well what would, what would, would be today. some of the can you give us an example besides gooch of a word that you've never heard before that your wife said um, down the street i'll get back to you before the end of the show i'll get back to you there's loads I said, they're only 20 30 miles down the road it's a different world there are some there are some I pretty unfortunate names of sports uh, uh athletes and yeah. I would say one of the greatest of all is a baseball player whose name was Rusty Kutz. True. K-U-N-T-Z. Rusty Kutz. That's oh, a fucking Jesus name right Christ. there, boy. Holy uh, mackerel. Oh. <laughs> that, that'll be um, a thing going forward in the podcast. Funny celebrity names or sports people names. Send them out. Yeah. Mm, right, let's move on. <laughs> Edward R. Knives was formerly Ed Jets. He changed his name. Good dude. Here's a beef. When motherfuckers hit you up a week and a half out from Christmas wanting a custom order, you tell them sorry, but Christmas orders were cancelled, well, were closed a month ago. Then they respond with some passive-aggressive bullshit like, oh, sorry, thought you were trying to make money at this. Pull a shit like that will get you blocked and you'll be dead to me. Dead to me. Yeah. People thinking they're saving your business. It's crazy. I had a guy who I knew for a long time send me, and he knows, he even knows I'm not doing this anymore. He wanted me to make this giant laser cut sculpture for a house. And it was like, not to mention, it was nothing to do with anything I'd ever done before. But I told him, like, well, I can't really do, I'm not, I'm not booked up. I'm not really doing that anymore. And he goes, and he wrote this, and he wrote that. He's like, well, I, th- I just thought I was trying to make you some money. Sorry. I was like, what? Why are you mad? If somebody asks you, and you say no, then just accept it. Don't you don't have to you don't yeah. have to like tag on with some nonsense. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy stuff. All right. This next one's from Roland Knives. He says, Hey guys, uh, I have a beef. Ghost customers. Those guys that will send you a hundred messages and emails wanting a knife, then disappear when you quote a price. Then there's the ones that go ahead with the order, send a hundred messages through of the build, then disappear when it's when it's finished up in time to finalize the order and payment. Possibly the worst type, though, are the ones that place the order, make the payment, you ship out the knife, then nothing. Radio silence. I hate waiting for confirmation that the knife arrived and that they're happy with it. The ones that just buy a finished knife and you don't hear back from them are fine. Uh, It's the ones that are in contact every couple of days right through the process, but then you never hear again once you ship. I know it's not that big a deal, really, but it bugs me. The, usually the people who send you DMs before they buy anything, they usually, usually never buy. 
It's a classic. That Tony used to say to me, he used to get mad. He says, how did this person get a hold of you? you get through DMs? Don't respond anymore. Because he's like, they're, they're, I guarantee you, every time you send me these the, their email address, they're all chatty, chatty, chatty. And when it's time to pay, they're fucking gone. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That is the worst, though, when you've got, you know, through the build, and they're, they're sending you messages, and you're sending pictures throughout. But yeah, when you send it, and that's it, you, you're just like, fuck, I thought that, you know, I thought they'd be straight back on to me, you know, <clears> saying <throat> that they love the knife or, you know, whatever it may be. But yeah, there's just nothing. It always, it always feels a little yeah. weird. Well, that was the original reason why I started doing progress reports. So people would know, instead of, instead of getting back those nothing worse than those emails of, how's it going? Just checking up on my knife. How are things going? I do progress reports so people know. It's like you're, you're letting them know exactly what's going on before they even have to ask, and they like it more. And then I honestly, I've gotten to the point now, as long as I don't get the, where's my knife? Uh, you shipped it two days ago, and I don't know where it is. I don't care. I don't need a. I don't need a attaboy at the end. You paid. You got the knife. You know, no problems. Fine by me. On to the next one. But it's always a worry for me because the the shipping here is so bad, so so bad. Where I've had so many just you know be returned back to me because whatever reason it's, it's really bad. So whenever I ship, it's always if I don't hear back, it's always worrying thinking if they got it. So I end up contacting them, and it's yeah. It's it's a big big deal for me, but um, yeah, that whole sort of going cold and never hearing from them again, it it, it is a little bit weird. Yeah, at times. Uh, the one thing. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say I, I I've definitely followed up with customers myself um, after, especially if there's somebody I've had a lot of interaction with. Uh, I I just automatically follow up when I, I track the package and I follow up, making sure they got it. Uh, it got to them safely and usually almost every single time I do that I do get a reply back saying yes got it here it looks great thank you so much and that makes me happy yeah. well I, I, one thing I do like is in the past five years the uh, U, U, uh, United States Postal Service has changed the way they do a lot of their shipping so there's a lot more like confirmations that you know to make sure that you didn't get a bad address sometimes you know it used to be like they would give me a bad bad zip code and then you know then something would happen but now there's so much redundancies and now i got something i love we got finally this is my favorite thing is we got those uh one of those services that pre-does the shipping so like it comes from the order so you know your customers putting in their shipping address so it's all going straight to the straight to the 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 to the whatever the the stamp company and then i don't have to deal with i'm not part of any problems with the with the shipping i love that yeah yeah it's all good until you you know you're shipping out of the country and i'm here in france you don't know once it reaches the border they'll just choose another shipping method and the tracking stops there a lot of the time so i don't know where it's gone from there or who it's gone with and it's oh it's an yeah i don't understand that because you know when you sh i just shipped a couple knives to norway and i was like mm. it was kind of a roll of the dice i i felt like because they yeah, don't yeah. have much tracking for you after it leaves right yeah it's, it'll say often it'll say it's left france and it's now on its way to the new country and that's the last ship and i'll hear and i'm like well who with right what's going on you know it's well that's why i try to ship fedex especially when i'm fin uh, shipping internationally and obviously it's way more expensive but it stays in the same hands of the same company the whole way um, from point A to point B, and it gives me just that peace of mind. Oh, you mean for international, you only do FedEx? Uh, unless the customer requests something else, 
yeah, I, I always do FedEx. Very, very smart idea. I never even thought about that. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. The problem is there's not a close FedEx place by me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's nowhere by me. No. That's an excellent idea. Yeah. Well, there you go. We got a, one tip in here. That and the fucking soup spoon in your nuts. <laughs> with the, with the stun block? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> on your taint. <laughs> taint. I think we've got one more to go. This is Hemka Blacksmith. No, we got the one. We got one it, more above that one too. Come on, we have fifty beefs. Okay, okay. J, it's fifty beefs. So number forty-eight is Jaybird Knives. My beef is with fuckers who ask for a big order, and when you meet the impossible deadline, they flake and pull a goddamn. Oh shit! Nowhere to be found. So live and learn. Love the podcast. Happy holidays. Happy Christmas. Bye. People are crazy. They're the, some of these guys are such scum. They're used to being, I think scum are used to being scum. That's not their first time being scum. Like they've been scum before. Like this is, this is, you know, you're the one that they've been scum to a lot. And there's just, it's just the worst. You just got to make people pay up front sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Number 50. Who's going to take number 50? Go ahead, Mareko. Okay. This one's from Hemker Blacksmithing. So said, here's, uh, here's my mother-loving beef. Family members who abuse their relationship to you in order to postpone paying you for eight heckin' months, lesson learned, pay up front, no family discounts. Wow, I feel like there's a definite theme of people getting the shaft theme. throughout oh, this yes. whole beef episode. Yeah. Well, it's these little things. It isn't... I, I, the hardest thing is, is people don't see what you're doing. They're seeing you doing what you're doing through their eyes and they don't realize how hard it is to do this stuff. So it can be very frustrating mm. when somebody's not doing what they're, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right. They're only seeing they're, the finished thing. They're not seeing yeah. all the work that you put into it. Right. And they think that they think that you're living some sort of fantasy. And that is annoying, too, because they think, you know, you're just on your, you know, you're just living your fantasy life and you should be, you know, you're just shitting out knives at left and right. Not good. Not good. I think we need to get a beef of the year. So we've done 50 beefs. Um, and I think I'm going to announce a beef of the year, my favorite from today, which is. It's got to be Dan. It's got to be Dan Pedersen's. Uh, the chafing of the gooch. I think that's the beef of the year. It has to be soup, soup. If you if you stick if you grab one of my soup spoons and you stick them on your balls, don't be putting it back in the don't put it back in the drawer. <laughs> don't be putting it back in the drawer. Are you gonna make you gonna make custom spoons now? Josh? I am, but I, if you you gooch know I, look if you I sent four out and if you don't stick them under his nuts, I, just don't <laughs> give them to me. <laughs> So let's do beefs of our own. We must have our own beefs as Go well. Go ahead. Do you want to start, Jeff? You start with uh, yours. Okay, so I was holiday Christmas season, and I was bringing a pile of things to the post office, and I had some prepaid for this whatever, and then some that weren't prepaid. So I had a – looks like I was carrying a big pile of things. And I got in line, and this old woman got behind me, and I could hear – she had just this older woman sending cookies somewhere, and I was just being nice. I wasn't in a rush. I felt very good. I was like, madam, would you like to go in front of me? My dad always used to say, call everybody madam. They love it. So I said, madam, would you like to come in front of me? And she just nodded. She just didn't smile, didn't say thank you. I let her go ahead of me. So she, as soon as she gets up to the teller, she goes – 
she's oh yeah this is for sending this package and then the woman gets it oh here's how you follow the tracking number the woman says oh i don't know how to do the tracking and then the teller says oh well you know if you have a problem you come to me and i'll help you with that and the woman the old woman says aren't you so lovely you must be irish you're so lovely and helpful you must be irish and then the teller says no no no, i'm I'm above above canadian and he goes oh what a pity you seem Irish." (laughs) and then she said she's going on and 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 then i'm like i'm like standing there with a pile of shit i'm just like what the fuck is going on here and then she turns to leave and then she turns to me and then just gives me this up and down like i'm this shitty garbage human being <laughs> and then walks off and then i go up to do my do my packages and then i and the woman says oh wasn't she nice and i'm like yeah she wasn't that nice and then we had a little bit of a laugh and then there's another old bat behind me and as soon as she saw me she starts clicking her tongue <sighs> making noises and we're going fast. Oh, Jesus. and then she just, just goes Jesus Christ and storms out. These two old bats were in fucking hoots, and and and, and, and I was it was so annoying. So I had a real problem with not only the woman who I was being nice to didn't even say thank you, but then the impatient woman because I she didn't be there five minutes. She saw my shit and she got mad at me. Thanks. Merry Christmas, you so your beef Merry is Christmas, you old bats. Old people, old women. These old bitches are trouble, man. Some of them are they're impatient and they think that, you know, they think of the world of themselves. These old bats. There you go. Okay, my beef. My beef is it's like an emerging trend from the last couple of years, but I think particularly 2019. It is fake outrage, which I'm just seeing everywhere. Everybody is just getting outraged over anything, absolutely anything. And it's just... I'm tired of it, really tired. People are looking for things to be outraged by, and they want to jump into a little team and go, yeah, we all hate this. And I'm just like, oh, get over yourselves. Just, you know, live and let live a bit more. So I just, yeah, fake outrage. We've had enough of it in 2019. Sure. Do you think, do you think that's because people have been, scold- when they were children, they were scolded so many times and told what you can do and told what you can't do. When you get to a certain age and you're tired of being parented, did you feel like you're getting scolded? And these people are constantly being scolded. They get to a certain age where I'm, don't, don't scold me anymore. I don't tell me how to live my life. I don't want to do it my way. Blah, blah, blah. And they're t- I think like some of these people are tired of being scolded. Like they're had it with being, being a child. They're sick of being treated like yeah. children. It's, I think it's more of a tribal thing. People just want to be part of you know, a, a group of things. So like, oh, we're, we're outraged by whatever it may be. And I'm going to join that team too. You know, I, I'm gonna. It means something to me, and you just think, "Oh, get over yourselves, please. You live and let live a bit." You know, people are different, and let's let's celebrate that. What does J- Joe Rogan Jesus. calls it? Recreational outrage. I think that's a that's a pretty <laughs> fucking yeah, that's a pretty fucking is, yeah. good that's a pretty fucking good explanation for yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and people, it's that it's, it's almost I say it's a team thing. You know, people want to get tribal about it, and you just think, "Oh," and everything's so black and white. You're either in or out, and it's oh fuck. Yeah, off. fuck off. No fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> fuck off. Morocco. Well, you got I want to tell myself to fuck off. Um, and, uh, <laughs> multiple times, I think this past year, myself has been my own beef, just me being me. And I think it's, it's a, it, it, I don't know. I just, I get in my own way a lot of the times. And I'm looking forward to hopefully making some solid changes in the new year. Um, 
And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm always my, my own worst en- enemy when it either comes to like over being overly cri- uh, critical, like I am kind of being right now uh, to, uh, you know, just not being better disciplined and being more productive or just, I don't know. I, I I'm very pessimistic against myself. And so I'm, I'm going to air that out by making that my beef right now. But I, um, I, I look forward to kind of working some shit out and then coming year and becoming more, I guess like streamline my process and being a little nicer to myself. And, um, yeah. That's what that's I got. That's excellent. That's excellent. That's ex. Those are all self improvement is excellent things to 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 do. Yeah. Well, I'm with you, and not in the way I normally say it. I'm literally <laughs> with you. you. I'm, I'm for it. anything you need, man. Anything I gotta figure out something else to say. Any, but seriously, I what anything you need from me, you got. I got you got my number. You know, always. I'm with you. I can't fucking say that expression anymore. <laughs> They're gonna think I'm being fucking insincere. So look, there's been lots that we've done 50 beefs. We've done 53 beefs now with ours as well. Lots of ne- negativity. We're going into the new year, so let's spread some positivity. What would what would be our dream for 2020? Where we've got just a week left of, of the decade, not just the years, the whole decade. What's the dream for 2020 and going forward? Let's start with Jeff. Um, I think that... As for personally, I'm looking forward to being more, uh, having more uh, growth, but incremental, steady growth. There's some nice things coming down the pipe that are going to be a little bit different. But I don't, I don't want to focus on a holiday, or I don't want to focus. I want to, I want just like uh, heading forward up the hill. I'm looking forward to that. But as a community, I look forward to the blacksmithing, the bladesmithing, the knife making communities being a little bit more supportive. And I'm looking forward to us saying, look, you know, we all in this together. And just because you do this and I do that and we're all kind of makers and I'm looking forward to everybody being more supportive because I think that that's a very I think we're all in this together. And, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Definitely. Agreed. Definitely. Agreed. And, you know, as, as much as we may be, you know, a single guy on his own working in a shop completely solo. Um, we are all part of a community because, you know, whether you're listening to this show or whether you, you know, you follow somebody on YouTube or on, on Instagram, you know, we're, we're all sort of there for each other. We are part of a community. So yeah, being so I love that. Absolutely. Nice. It's, it's quite close to my dream for 2020. So mine is people will just be a bit more tolerant. We're in that, we're in this, this point where both in the UK, here in France, and actually in the US as well, where everybody is just so divided and everything is so black and white. As I say, you're either on my team or you're not, and you can fuck off. And I think, come on, let's just be a bit more tolerant. So an example is, there's a we've got an old dude here. He's like, I think he's come, come close to 80. And I speak to him, you know, multiple times a week, completely disagree on, you know, politics, completely, you know, opposite ends of the scale. It doesn't mean that he's an absolute dick, you know, he's, he's, we, we chat about other stuff and, you know, he's got lots of wisdom that you'll pass my way, that kind of thing. And I think it's just people just need to be a bit more tolerant and not take that hard line of if you're not, you know, if you're not with me, I don't want anything to do with you. And I think particularly when it comes to things like family, you know, we've got this holiday time where you, you may be forced to spend time with people who, you know, may have different opinions on things to you. I just think just 
take it with a pinch of salt. They've got other qualities, and you know, try and get those qualities out of them um, rather than you know just draw the line and just say, no, you're not on my team, you can fuck off. So tolerance, let's all just be a little bit more tolerant for this year. We all need a cold soup spool of zinc. I fucked up that goddamn show. <laughs> goddamn myself. We all need a nice cold soup spoon of zinc up on our gooch. Just, that's it. That old fucking guy that you're dealing with, well, you need a little soap, soap, a soap stone. Soup spoon to the gooch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, I couldn't get low enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right for for me uh what i'm looking forward to in 2020 and beyond uh i'm looking forward to kind of uh along the same vein as jeff is to be more supportive but also to be doing to get out there more and, and uh and teach more um in, in person and so i'm you know i'm doing a couple hammer-ins i got uh one coming up in march down at travis wertz's and i got uh you know josh smith's hammering in july next year and i actually just signed up for the maker camp for next october oh, Jeff. Nice. Oh, very so cool. um we hanging out with us hell yeah no i really look forward to it and to meeting people and trying to just help as much as i can and and uh i've kind of gotten away from doing more kind of helpful stuff on my instagram and i want to get back into that um because i think it, it really helps um I don't know. It just like helps me mentally uh, instead of being constantly struggling with my own knife making, trying to use those struggles or those successes to help other people with their, their knife making and to help bring some positivity to other people or help people with possible breakthroughs or whatever who are dealing with the same crap. Um, so I, I just want to, I want to do more to be more, uh, more helpful and teaching in the community as well as, um, I, I want to try to also work towards not being in the shop six to six and a half days a week. Um, that would be really great. And I'm trying to work some things out to where that is the case. It's just about figuring out workflow, uh, and stuff like that and figuring out, you know, what's the most effective way to use my time in the shop. Uh, as well as home, because realistically, if I'm not fucking around on Instagram or texting or talking to people in the shop, I could probably squeeze my workday down quite a bit because realistically, I can only do so much actual physical labor before my body starts to give out and um, in, in a day. So that way I can try to get more time with the fam. But, anyhow, yeah, that's what I got. All right. There you are. Being supportive and tolerance, and that's the theme going forward. So that's it for this year's All Beef Review. Um, we will be back very soon with, well, next week. We're back again, every week again, um, with our, our normal service. We'll resume. But I think the plan is sort of uh, going forward is to, to mix up a little bit more. So we've had these these interviews. The last few episodes, we've had some interviews. And they've gone down really well. So I think what we'll do is sort of mix those in occasionally and, um, you know, yeah. Have a bit of a variety oh, yeah. for you all. Should be fun. That's it. Could be fun. Right. Have a great new year, everybody. And we shall speak to you very, Happy very new soon. Year. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.